0: It's Ion Houston, Sarah Pepper, Jeff Sheen, and Lauren Kelly. And joining us in studio, Allison Harris and Michelle Hofsker from Presbyterian Children's Homes and Services. Good morning to you, too. Good
1: morning. Good morning. So,
2: ladies, you guys work trying to find children homes here in the Houston area. And I think that a lot of people, what they don't realize is how many kids are actually in the foster care system here in Houston. To give people kind of an idea, how many, how many kids would you say are in the system right now?
1: Well, there are a lot of children in our community who need foster homes as well as adoptive homes. There are approximately 1,200 children in Harris County alone who are legally free and awaiting an adoptive family. And so when we talk about foster care, I think it's really important to also talk about adoption um, in that same conversation. Um, Approximately... 1,800 children last year were removed from their home in Harris County for abuse and neglect. And so that's probably an approximate number of kind of an annual um, event that we are seeing here in our community. Let's talk a little bit about
2: the organization's mission. Give us a little bit of a summary on what you guys do, what you look for.
3: Sure. Um We provide Christ-centered care to children and families in need. We actually were started in 1903, so we've been around a really long time. You look so great for Um, 1903. Thank you. We do. Um, but we started uh, when a young mother was dying of tuberculosis, as many people died back then, mm-hmm. um, and was looking for a plan of what to do with her children after she died. And so she reached out to a church, and the church started an orphanage for her children. And then we've evolved since then. That's really—I
2: um, I never knew that. That's really interesting info to know. Yeah. To think about as oh.
0: You think about— that when it starts it's because of like physical health concerns because of diseases right you're mm-hmm. talking about tuberculosis that's fortunately something that we're not dealing with right. it's certainly at the level that back in the uh or 20th, early 20th century but for folks that do want to be involved and for those that are thinking about being foster parents What does that look like from a mental health perspective? You just mentioned that there was a 1,200 in in the last year, kids that were taken out of homes because of abuse or neglect. I'd imagine that for potential foster families, you know, am I equipped to be able to take that on? It's got to be one of the first questions that they have. What do you say to them?
1: Sure. Um, I think it's really important. The families come to us with a lot of questions. We really encourage that because we realize that, in our working with them, in our day-to-day work with them, we're able to train them and help them really understand the children that they're about to receive and help them get the proper um, just support from us as well as really specialized training, especially trauma-informed training. Because it's understa- it's really important to understand that these kids come from really hard places, right. really tough circumstances. And so uh, we help families see that they're super resilient, though, as well. Kids are really, really capable of healing. And so we do our best just to provide that in-home, one-on-one, holding their hand, walking with them through this journey. Um, And that's really important to us.
2: You talked about a couple of services that you have. You uh, separated adoption and foster. I think a lot of people have questions about the difference between being a foster Mm -hmm. parent and fostering to adopt and being an actual adoptive parent. Can you guys break each of those down for us?
1: Sure. So foster care is a Um, is a family who's going to provide very temporary care for a child while they're in the child protective system. Some of those children do, do eventually become legally free for adoption. So for whatever reasons, they can't go back to their birth parents. So our hope is that the foster parent they're currently with is also, is also adoption motivated. And so we call those families foster to adopt, right? Um, we also have adoptive families because we work with women with unplanned pregnancies um, through our maternity services program, and those families get to adopt newborns. Um, you know, from women, once again, it's a voluntary situation in which they feel like they want to provide a different or perhaps a better life for their child.
0: When you look at those different options, then how many times have you had a family that's actually both? that they were fostering to adopt and then there was a newborn as well. Have, have we ever seen a situation where, uh, you know, families are taken in with a brother and a sister at the same time or when, you know, maybe uh, a mom, there was some abuse and neglect for an older child while she was pregnant with another one. What kind of stories have have you seen where families really can take on uh, more than just even one child at a time?
1: Absolutely. There is a huge need in our uh, community for families who are open to siblings and so sometimes like you said they may be uh, the birth parent might be pregnant and a foster family is already parenting one or two children Um, oftentimes what then will happen is that child that newborn child will come into custody and so our hope is that the family is also open to receiving the sibling because we really understand that maintaining those connections are so important for kids in care so, yes, we've seen many situations in which maybe a family comes to us and they think, you know what, I think I want one child, and then she has another child, <laughs> yeah. and boy, you know, does, does that story change. And so um, it's awesome to be able to keep siblings together. Though, you know, those kind of connections are the ones that someday when we don't have our parents anymore are our brothers and sisters. They are our family. Well, I think
2: when people think of adoption, they think of what you just brought up, adopting a newborn. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but probably your greatest need is not newborn adoption. Your greatest need is probably sibling groups and children over the age of four and five. And a lot of people kind of don't look at that when it comes to the system because they have an idea in their head of what they want. So what if you are a person that's hearing this right now and you're thinking to yourself, I would love to get involved in this. I would love to be a foster parent. What are the steps that they need to go
1: through? Sure. What I would really encourage families to do is to call us and attend one of our orientations. And what that does is it really allows us to um, really get specific about our programs and give them the opportunity to figure out which is the best fit for my family. You know, what are we really looking for? Um, But at the same time, they get to hear from us what the needs of the community are and what the needs of our kids are in this community. Um, And so I encourage them to call and come to one of our orientations and then the second part of the process is to meet with me so that we can figure out once again I can get to know them really really well um, in more of a one-on-one situation and make sure that um, they are seeking the correct program. I know we have a ton of people that
2: are looking to help in the Houston area I'm gonna guess here and this is probably a pretty frequently asked question Do clients have to be Presbyterian or Christian to help out? Do they have to be a member of your church?
3: No, they don't. Um, We work with families and children and adults from all backgrounds. Uh, We were started by a Presbyterian church, so we uh, remain close to Presbyterian churches, and they provide a lot of financial support for our agency, but we are here for everyone. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? We have a wonderful website. Okay. Um, <laughs> and website, eh? No. Plug it. Plug it. It is P-C-H-A-S dot O-R-G. Or you can just do a Google search okay. with our name, Presbyterian Children's Homes and Services. Uh, you can also give us a call. Our Houston number is 713-522-2800 or... Feel like dialing more digits and going yes. to a one eight hundred? Then it's one 1904 as well.
2: And oh, it doesn't stop there. They have a Facebook and Twitter as well. Yes, yes. and Danny Instagram. Danny.
3: <laughs> hey, you, know. you guys are hitting all, are the all of them. Yeah. <laughs> what would
2: you ladies say is one of your one of your best success stories? One that you like to share with people?
1: Well, I really would love for you know, people to go ahead and and go peruse our website because we have some very specific ones. But I think sort of generally speaking, we talk a lot about foster care and adoption. It's really important to understand that we have a lot of relatives, grandpas, grandmas, aunts, uncles, Older siblings who are also raising children, raising their nieces, nephews, grandchildren, and so we are able to um, help those families whose lives have changed overnight. Those children came into care under difficult circumstances. Uh, we're help them. Uh, we're helping them to maneuver the system, the child protective system, and um, really provide them with services because they can also become licensed as foster parents and eventually adopt those children. And so we have a lot of success stories of. Of grandparents, like I said, aunts, uncles who take these children in and um, really raise them as their own. Um, And we help them really maneuver sort of the difficulties that that might sometimes mean with their extended relatives. Um, And so those are tough situations. And so we're here to offer those services. We call that our kinship program, um, but it's very much tied to adoption and foster care.
3: I think when we have Those days where you see a child find a permanent place to call home, then those are the days that I go home thinking, I'm really glad I have this job. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the days that we see, especially with our kinship placements, that children realize that they have a loving community around them no matter what.
0: Allison, Michelle, we really want to thank you guys for coming in this morning.
3: Great. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Nice job,
2: ladies. Thanks.
0: Presbyterian Children's Home and Services. And again, that phone number 713-522-2800. Or you can check out their website, pchas.org.